Hey, I've got some new thoughts for you. First one, um, just back to the politics thing for a second. Uh, something I read in school this week, or I watched rather, uh, talked about what I said on my last podcast episode, which was just that Jesus always led with love. Wherever he met people that were oppressed or oppressors or... Um, no matter who they were, he always led with love. And I think that it's just very telling to see how Jesus approached social issues. And I came to the conclusion that by sharing the gospel, you will have the greatest actual effect on, on the world. And you don't need to worry about making all these social things happen. You can you can share the gospel and that will have its effect. And something I watched yesterday for school talked about that. It talked about how in short-term missions work, how there was someone who studied the effect of people who go into short-term missions trips with the intention of building a building or changing the way something works over there or providing resources, all these different social aspects of helping people have a better standard of life or helping them be educated, all these things. Or, so there was, there was people who went with the intention of doing that. And then on the other side of the coin, there are people that go with the sole intention of sharing the gospel in a new area. And the guy studied the effect of both types of ministries. And he came to the conclusion that people who went over there to build buildings and provide resources and change things, long term, they have virtually no effect on that area. However, the people who focused on none of that and just shared the gospel actually had the largest effect on education, on healthcare, on wealth, on um, Quality on like all these different things that really matter just sharing the gospel had the largest long term effect by far um, much more so than f- actually focusing on changing those things in the short term and I think it's because I, I, as I was watching it I came up with this analogy in my head that it's like um, what do we want to call it the the stream of rightness. So the way things should be, say that 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 stream flows a certain direction. Well, what causes it to flow in the wrong direction, what causes things to go the wrong direction is inside of each person's heart along the way. And when you inject the gospel into those hearts and they change, they start to flow the right way. And then collectively, the water flows the right way. And the stream is all moving the same direction and everything works smoothly. It's like there's a bunch of little mini blockers in the way of the stream. And when you just change their direction to, to actually direct the path instead of block it, it increases the flow and it makes it stronger and makes everything work right that's just the way I thought of it maybe that sounds weird 
trying to explain it verbally. I have a picture in my head. But when you change people's hearts with the gospel, everything else falls into place. It's what Jesus said. Like, he literally said, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. He didn't say make those things right. Seek those things and the kingdom of God. Seek the kingdom of God first, and those things will be added to you. And so I just was so encouraged by that, and a weight taken off my shoulders that, hey, I don't need to go and rant about a certain politician or a certain legislation that they've tried to put into place. I don't need to rant about that stuff. I think it's really, really, really important. But because it's important, I focused on sharing the gospel. And that's why, because that actually, long-term, if I actually want to make long-term change that amounts to anything, sharing the gospel with the people who make those laws and with the people who are subject to them, both, the gospel's the greatest tool for change that we have. So, just wanted to share that. Um, And also, I posted about this a little bit ago on my Instagram, but I wanted to revisit it. This analogy, not analogy, this idea that, you know, 2020 has been crazy. Who knows what 2021 will be like? I have a feeling it will be even crazier um, myself, but who knows? Hopefully it's not, but I think it will be. I got out of my car last night from work, coming home from work, and I looked at the moon, and this thought hit me that, dang, that is the same moon that Moses looked at. It's the same one that Adam looked at. It's the same one that Noah looked at. It's the same moon that Jesus looked at. That moon has been there for thousands of years, and that moon has not gone away. God's faithfulness has been there the whole time. All these things have happened under this moon. And the earth's still going around the sun. The earth is still going. God has been glorified the entire time the earth has existed. And it's not going to change just because we have a crazy year. did not break God's rule his goodness, his plan his purpose for everything I don't know if it was necessarily a part of his plan but it will glorify him this year didn't wreck the kingdom of God the kingdom of God kept on trucking right through it and just the idea that we can look at the moon and think back to those people man, when Moses was about to leave Egypt with all his people, he probably saw the moon. He probably looked at that. And Jesus, before he was about to be crucified, probably went out and looked at the moon. Noah, before the flood came, I'm sure he saw the moon. Like, the moon is just this timeless connect. Like, that is the only thing, really, that you or I could say, that was there when this happened. It's been there the whole time. All, I would venture to say, everybody that's ever lived has looked at the moon at least once. 
God has been faithful through all of human history. Same with the sun, but the moon's not as hard to look at. <laughs> um, go for it. Big truck. Um, and so, I don't know, I just was encouraged by that. God's been faithful, and he'll be faithful again. This isn't anything wildly crazy outside of God's capability to deal with this year. A lot worse stuff has happened under that moon, and we're still here. And God is still good. And it's still beautiful. Like, I don't... I'd even dare to say now that I don't care what happens in politics. The gospel will always be preached by my mouth. And that will have its effect. They can put a muzzle over my mouth, whatever they want to do, but the gospel will be preached out of my mouth until I die. And that's the only freedom I need. God does his work through that, and that's my joy. That's my delight on this earth, is to see God work and to be a part of it. No one can take that away. Nobody. Nobody can take that away from my existence. No matter what dumb rules politicians put in place, no matter how bad things get, if they become um, really, really bad, that will still be something that is true. God is working, and I can still preach His gospel. And I'm excited for that. So don't be discouraged about this year. Don't be uh, all buttoned up about politics and stuff. I was that way for a large portion of this year, and I'm just getting out of that mindset. I still care greatly about what happens. But on the other hand, I don't. Like, I think it's really, really important. But I think the way to make any effect on that that I can see is to not directly focus on it and to preach the gospel in every every, and any situation. Like, if you want to change politics, preach the gospel. If you're upset about something that's going on in the world, preach the gospel. It's the only thing we can do, but it's the most powerful thing we can do. By focusing on all of the the symptoms of the issue of sin, we will not address the problem. By focusing on every single little issue, we're never going to fix anybody. We're never going to get anybody into a right relationship with God that actually changes their heart and actually changes the way they do things and actually changes the earth. We're just going to redirect things for a little bit and get people passionate about something and then they're going to change because sin still is in their heart. The problem is sin, not people, not policies. People need the gospel. Policies need the gospel. Politicians, world leaders, organizations, like all this stuff needs the gospel. It doesn't need 
a social solution. I think that we should have informed opinions on things and we should know what's right and wrong and we should understand what's better for people versus some other idea, but so that we can have intelligent conversations, but we don't have to, we, if we focus on that, we lose. If we focus on the symptoms, we'll never address the real problem of sin in the world. And the only way to address sin is through the gospel. Wherever the gospel goes, sin is dealt with, and where sin is dealt with, there's freedom, there's benefits, and that guy's study that I talked about shows it. I should I should have written that down so I could quote the study to you. Um, not that professional yet, but wherever the gospel goes, there's freedom. And there's benefit to everyone around. So, encouragement on both ends. God's faithful, and if you're really upset about politics or something, you don't need to be. Just let it go and preach the gospel. Make that have its effect. Share truth. Like, don't let people believe lies blindly. I'm, I'm a still believer in that big time. Like, someone's just spouting nonsense. Don't let that just go. Like, share, speak up for what's right and what's true. But not ever over or in place of the gospel because if they get the gospel right they will understand other things they don't need to understand other things to understand the gospel the gospel is the key to a number one ASAP time sensitive top mission of everything that is the supreme issue sin the gospel and that's encouraging because there's a solution to that problem and it's Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. See you guys later.